0: What's up, what's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 152 of Town. I'm Chanmian V, and joining me today is Gara, who was supposed to be on the show when I tweeted this out, but <laughs> the guy on the end is not the British guy that you're expecting. Which I, sure- I can be
1: subtle if you want.
0: That's- Are you sure you can be subtle? You sure you can do? I, that I'm not. I'm not actually solo? mean enough to be sartor. Yeah, that's what I was exactly. And I'm not thing. tall
1: enough to be Sato either. Oh if, uh, yeah. If well, if you get in your tippy
0: toes like <laughs> he does, you know, it's it's, 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 it's all good. You know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, anyways, we got a lot to talk about. Gara, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Just
2: finished my stream. Finished my yeah. grind of today. Nice. Yeah, ready mm-hmm. to do some nice talking. Nice talking. What's well, are doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I hope you're ready to talk about Worlds because we've got a lot to talk about in terms of last week the World Championships. And um we actually have a pretty cool perspective because Falcone was actually um doing a lot of other stuff that we you know, I think we got a chance to see here and there with with some uh, in between the matches type of yeah. content. So uh, we can't wait to hear about that. Like things like panels and, and interviews and things like yeah. that. So it's going to be. They
1: had me running around like a headless chicken for most of the weekend. <laughs> it was great fun though. Uh, yes. Most of what I did hasn't been published yet. But uh, yeah, there were little snippets of it released in the mainstream throughout the weekend.
0: It hasn't been published. Like, why hasn't it been published? Like, is it for some future stuff or is it just. There's, a,
1: there's one YouTube video we mm-hmm. shot specifically for YouTube. And then there's like the full versions of the panels, which are okay. being uploaded either on twitch or youtube i'm not sure okay well
2: did you get your shirt from there
1: i did actually yeah
0: nice nice
2: it's like like a blizzard uh, special
0: you of the mammoth year of the mammoth, yeah. Of the mammoth. Yeah. yeah that's what it is only the casters get it right <laughs> that's the only place I they were i've been giving them seen. away everywhere? oh were are they, they giving- dang it yeah. dang it <laughs> yeah. well um
2: are you gonna I- stop wearing
0: it after the rotation <laughs> i guess i, I should so, i guess would I hope should. so given it'd be very funny next level role play yeah what's the next year gonna be it's it's year of the so it's kraken mammoth what, what is this then year of the pirates pirates year of patches oh nah, man. i think we've had that one how I funny would that, that be man patches for for like zero months <laughs> we were yeah. recrafting
2: on stream imagine they make like a 1-1 murloc that uh, yeah. gets pulled by like a by like a murloc <laughs> with you charge creeper, <laughs> then everyone plays Wallita instead
0: of uh, south sea captain oh in God, that that'd be like exactly the same <laughs> oh that would be so oh, funny man, that- I don't so think funny. that would be that funny. <laughs> but anyways, well, I just want to um, let folks know that this episode is sponsored by Zip Recruiter. If you guys are not f- familiar with Zip Recruiter, it's a um, job recruiting uh, site that you can you know either look for jobs or look for people to help you uh, with some of the projects that you are having. But we'll go into a bit more a little bit later. But I just want to let you guys know up upfront. Um, also, we are going to be just diving into the world championships. We're going to talk about the the matches, the you know maybe some of the trends, the decks, just everything about worlds basically and then at the end we'll talk a little bit about meta I know Gara's been grinding away doing awesome with some incredible win rate apparently and uh, definitely he'll give us the lowdown on what's going on in terms of what he's been seeing at the top of Legend uh, and then we got some Q&A at the end we've got three questions from uh, viewers fans patrons and uh, you know if you, you're interested in sending us a question go ahead and email us valuetown at tv, and we'll try to get that on each and every week so, um, oh, another thing too is we're also sponsored by patrons. Of course, if you're interested in supporting the show, go to value town or go to, uh, slash value town and check that out. All right, guys. So our week in Hearthstone, um, so obviously Falcone, it was at, uh, Amsterdam, I surprisingly was at Amsterdam, but didn't go to Worlds. Well, that's as, no good. As stupid <laughs> as that sounds, I, I was actually there from Tuesday to Thursday and uh, got a chance to see everybody, or almost everybody. I didn't get a chance to see you guys and, and the casters, but um, did see almost all the players that were comp- ple- uh, competing, hanging out with them, and um, definitely a lot of fun. Amsterdam's great, great city. Kind of cold though, I have to say, and, and windy and. A bit stormy, I think, even when the the event started. But um, overall, it's a really really cool town. How can I, did, yeah. did you have, a, Dan? Did you have a, a good time there or no?
1: I had a great time. You mentioned the uh, the stormy weather though, yeah. And uh, the, the, I've got a pretty funny story about that. Um, I, I came to the event with my girlfriend, and we were walking to the event on the first day, uh, and there were like huge metal signposts just swinging all over the place (laughs) Uh, and as we as we were walking like past the building towards the entrance uh, a roof tile fell off and smashed on the ground in front of us and like there were people by the entrance like waving at us saying get away from the wall get away from the wall um so we almost died which which is fine but but we didn't die and as far as i know nobody was injured miraculously but yeah after um when, when when I was safe, it was it was great fun. The <laughs> whole event,
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Gara, I know you're at home though, right? So mm-hmm. did you get a chance to catch some of the matches? I mean, I know catching it live was tough because you were streaming, but maybe some of the record the
2: yeah. I, I already like when I looked at the schedule before it started, I was like, wait, wait, wait. It starts at eight a.m. in the morning. <laughs> it's Like, man, like I have to change my sleep schedule just to wake up that early to. Like who's gonna wake up this early to watch like Hearthstone, right? Like you have to be yeah. such a dedicated fan. It was in the middle of the night for NA.
0: Nice, uh, nice. What, what up did
2: it. you say? <laughs> yeah, two AM or something. It was and like it's dedication. Yeah, yeah. Like so, whenever I woke up and and tuned in, like a group phase already finished. There was like.
1: Yeah, I think you have to kind of look at it under the perspective that they don't expect everyone to watch the whole event in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Like they'll expect a lot of people to go in, like choose their champion, and then go in and just watch their games.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe maybe watch the semis well, and the finals.
0: They they should have because I feel like this event had a lot of great matches. And oh you yeah, know, you know, to, you know, to be honest, I think the first match of the days never were. That great. I'd have to look again. Like you know, comparatively speaking, I don't think the See, first part match of the was, plan. Yeah, it was it was definitely later <laughs> on in the day. I think in midday and, and later in the day where some of the epic <laughs> epic uh, matches happened. So, but um, honestly, there
2: were so many good players there yeah. that pretty much almost every
0: match was like a really good match. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, all sixteen were amazing, and a lot of fan favorites and you know notable names there. Which you know, to be honest, got knocked out early. I think all yeah. uh, most of the. The people that, that you know, folks were, you know, rooting for from the standpoint of picking champions and stuff. I think got knocked out pretty early, but um, you know, Frozen obviously made it pretty far, and I think a lot of people picked Frozen too. But uh, but yeah, it was it was definitely an interesting event. If we're just gonna kind of go straight into that now, yeah. um, you, you know, wh- I guess what did you all take on the world championship? Like, how, how do you compare this world championships to like previous ones? Because this is the first one that wasn't at BlizzCon. So, what, what y'all's take on it? Do you like this? Do you like this non-BlizzCon World Championship, or, or would you prefer to be back at uh, BlizzCon?
1: Personally speaking, Amsterdam is much much closer to me
0: than <laughs> okay, BlizzCon. Come on. Okay, uh,
1: <laughs> but no, no. In all seriousness, uh, the fact that Hearthstone is at the point now where it justifies getting its own event, um, and especially on the last few days of the tournament. It was packed, like the main stage area, the room was that there was a queue to get in about, I don't know, three hours before it opened. Mm -hmm. And then there was a full overflow theater. Uh, And then there was the tavern as well with a second stage on which had people watching it in. There was a lot of support and a lot of dedicated people there to watch Hearthstone. And I think that's fantastic to see. I think if Hearthstone can continue to grow, then Mm -hmm. hell
0: yeah, it should get its own event. I mean, it was sold out, right? And there were, I think, I believe there were like a thousand seats there too, and they were all these these kind of uh, tavern benches too. You know, like it was like a very tavern feeling thing, right? So they had a lot of these these benches there, Uh, benches meaning like tables and kind of picnic table benches type of setup there that you've seen at other um, events, but there were a lot of them. I mean, it went it went deep into the room, so that was really cool.
1: But what really struck me about the main stage area especially on the final day is that it wasn't like some of the events we've seen in the past where people are sort of doing their own thing playing games together and and playing on their own device like everyone had all their eyes on the stage watching the players watching the casters watching the screen like everyone at the event was incredibly invested in what was going on
0: yeah yeah that that was that was cool. You could hear the crowd, right? Like every time, oh, yeah. you know, Lethal was there, or you know, some kind of amazing play, or or even just when a player was able to to calculate something out, and you could tell that the crowd was it was a very educated crowd. You know, they knew what they were. Mm-hmm. They definitely knew how to play Hearthstone. So, and, was, and that's it, the
1: bonus yeah. of Hearthstone having its own event and not being at BlizzCon because if it's a BlizzCon, you've just sort of got people wandering around, and and you know, they're fans of all the games, may as well check out some of the Hearthstone. But at this event. Everyone's there for Hearthstone. Yeah, that's and a good point. Therefore, you get the dedicated audience.
0: Yeah, Gar, what do you think? You you like it better at the BlizzCon or you like no. it here? I I think it was a huge scheduling mistake they did. Um, I think I I
2: feel I think it has a, such a weird feeling to crown the world champion of 2017 in 2018. It it is so weird. Like okay. also after the, like it happening in January is so weird. Um, for, like, the world champion of 2017. I think it should still happen in 2017. And I think it would be so much better. The location is awesome, like Amsterdam, and that it was kind of like in an off-season, uh, or seasonal month. Like January, December, usually there are very few events, and it's great that it's happening like in, in like in winter and stuff. But I think it would be so much better if it happens in December because December is the off season, the one off season we have in Hearthstone, like with no leather grind and nothing. Like the people that went to Worlds, they missed out on a lot of leather grinding for the yeah, next
0: year, the qualifiers a, too, right? Yeah, a lot of qualifiers
2: yeah. for the Pro Tour and and so forth. And it has like this feeling, like we crowned the two thousand seventeen World Champion still in two thousand seventeen, right? Okay. So. Then we have like still the December, right? It's it's so awesome. Also like there's a lot of people having like vacation and free time. It doesn't have to be like close to the New Year's, but it can be around Christmas. I would say it doesn't really have to be exactly at Christmas, but well, it kind of like seed story that we had kind of right yeah, in that it... time frame. December off season and still in Amsterdam. The location was great, but I think if it would happen one month earlier, it would be so much better for everyone. I think
0: yeah, it, it would yeah, it just, yeah. I don't. I I know what you're saying, and I, I generally agree with the fact that it it would have been nice to have it in 2017. Scheduling, I think, could have been really tough because if we don't have it at BlizzCon, right, and yeah. they still have to do stuff at BlizzCon, so the Hearthstone team is still super busy during BlizzCon. So maybe, I mean, BlizzCon, you still have like what a month and a half at least until the end of the the year, so. I don't know. Maybe they could have done it, you know. Somewhere. But do you know how
2: sick that would be? Like how close it would be much closer to the expansion release. Like Seed Story was the first uh, event after the expansion. Well,
0: Imagine that's, two that's weeks. Whole argument. Yeah, but itself. two that's, weeks. No, there's no way. No, so I I disagree with that. See? I would I would definitely not like to see basically a, cr- a crazy weeks. changing meta determine the world. No, two weeks.
2: Give them two weeks. That's <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's
1: it's it's so, it's so so tricky. How the best player. I've I've heard arguments on it's both nice. sides. Like the, the way they've <laughs> oh, been no, doing no, it, no. the way they've been doing it last year is that they've been waiting and sort of had the playoffs or had the the championships as sort of um, the mastery of the matter. Like who has mastered it the very most whereas other people say you know in magic they have world championships a week or two after the set comes out because there's skill in deck building and there's skill in surprising other players and we really saw how that was a thing in trinity right we saw team love you lots completely dominate everyone else because they just had a better understanding of which are the good cards which are the bad cards they had correctly assessed that corridor creeper was bonkers whereas everyone else had ignored that and so they have
2: to win then because
1: of that yeah, absolutely.
2: Well, so... I, yeah.
0: I I totally agree with you guys in, in a certain aspect. I just don't think it applies to the World cha- to the world Championships. Because, right. you know, one thing that I really appreciated in this one, and, I mean, it's happened at times in, in previous World Championships too, but this one in particular, I felt like y- you really felt the skill involved with yeah. a lot of these matches. I mean, there were so many, you know, very complicated scenarios that were able to be, you know, conveyed on on air, which is very very hard to do. And I don't I don't think that would have happened as much. If we're just talking yeah. about like people not figuring out, you know, certain decks and they're just yeah, you're just somebody right. figuring out the meta beforehand. So that was the thing that I appreciated about it even being, you know, like a, a couple months after, you know, the last time that these players have played. You know, so they have had yeah. all that time to prepare and they were Very, very prepared. You could tell, right? Honestly, I
1: don't know which side of the argument I fall on, but I think that the arguments (laughs) for both sides are very interesting.
0: sure. Sure, yeah. I mean, I I totally believe that we need to have a, you know, pretty major event that does basically play into the fact, you know, who figures out the meta first, you know, who's actually great at deck building and stuff like that. I'm totally on board for that. I just don't think it should have been, you know, determining basically the grand, you know, world champion uh, of that year. Sure. Um... But yeah, so kind of getting into, uh, you know, just, you know, I don't know if we dive quite into the matches yet, but maybe look at just the general meta, what we we kind of noticed. Um, How
1: about champions? Did you guys pick one?
0: So I forgot to pick one, actually. No! I, I was going to more- pick one, the, like, literally it was the day after it, it actually expired. And I was going to pick orange, actually. So I think
1: RDU and Tice both forgot to pick one as well. They had to say yeah. that to me in one of the panels. Oh, like, Who's your champion? And everyone's <laughs> oh like, well, actually, we uh, got that too
0: Yeah, Sorry, oh, Really. Like- uh, so I would have so, picked orange anyways, but orange. Uh, who did you guys pick? I picked uh, old Tsao. Like, because okay, we, um, yeah, we had the show,
2: like, right before, right, where we talked about all the lineups. Mm-hmm. And then his lineup looked, like, so cool. Like, he was the only one who brought Zoo, I believe. Yeah. And it was, like, such a different lineup than everyone else. So I was, like, yeah. And I didn't want to be biased because I wanted so many of these to win, right? Oh, yeah. And, like, I'm friends with most of them, like, Hoy, Surrender, mm-hmm. Orange, Colento. Like, like I just didn't want to be biased. Like, ugh, like, whoever wins of them, Mazzy... I would be fine if it so. I just wanted to pick like a like a cool lineup and like actually yeah. on paper like an interesting lineup. So I, I think you think, mentioned hey, Sam
0: he, like on Value Town, right? Even when he, we were, yeah, he got me like three packs or something. Feels
2: good. Man. <laughs> it,
1: it was really hard this year because the lineup was so good as it should be for the World Championships. <laughs> yeah. But I, I managed to get my shortlist down to I think nine names and then just knock them.
0: Shortlist of nine. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: sixteen. That's, that, that's exactly, that's how hard, good yeah. they are, right? Yeah. Um, and I ended up. With Hoy, who ended up up being the first player eliminated, (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think a lot of so, (laughs) so then I switched to Ant. And no. I obviously didn't actually switch my champion to Ant, but like right, who I was supporting. Like okay, now it's Ant, and he also <laughs> went zero and two and was out straight away. So I don't know. I didn't have much luck. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I had this streak of matches where the guy that I was rooting for was getting beat. It was like I forget. It started with Ant, then it was like Orange, and then Naria, and then somebody. It was like everybody I picked up. Like okay, I better just like not pick <laughs> any kind of favorite in these matches because they keep losing. Um but so I did really brutal. like
1: I did really like both Frozen and Sinto because of
0: the Control yes. Mage. Oh god. Yeah. So good. Those matches were amazing too. I think control the Control Mage and um it was basically the Control Mage against Raza, and then the, the J Druid versus Raza. I think those were probably the best matches that did we you saw. see It was crazy. Did you
1: see the Control Mage versus the Dragon Priest, where the Priest yes. then, from Dragon operative got Jaina?
0: yeah, That was insane Yeah, that was, like, I think the best series of the entire match. Yeah. yeah the Frozen Central one, where they both had Jaina. And there was a
1: lot of dodgy play in that game as well. Like, there were a lot of weird mistakes going on. It's a very interesting one to dissect.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were, you know, how often do you get Jaina as a priest? So, right. Yeah, it, it was, I mean, he was pretty, he was behind at that point, but then Jaina kind of gave him, you know, a chance to come back. So I I felt like that was probably the match of the the uh, series for me, the Frozen Sentinel one. If you guys haven't seen yeah. it, you know, definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, you, to your point, though, I think the, you know, the, the Control Mage was definitely one of those rare decks that were brought, and it had a huge impact. I mean, both of those guys got to the semifinals, right? With uh, the semifinals and the finals with that deck. What, what
1: was really great is that, uh, on the first day of the tournament, I hosted a panel with RDU, Tice, and Firebat, and in this panel, we were talking about, you know, decks you like, decks you don't like, and Firebat brought up Control Mage as a deck he really did not like, and RDU and Tice just had this huge argument with him for about 10 minutes about the Control Mage. <laughs> on
0: air? Like, Where, on, yeah. on r- well, record? Well, it wasn't,
1: yeah, it wasn't being streamed anywhere, but, uh, there was a live audience in front of us, and it will be uploaded to YouTube, hopefully, <laughs> okay. we this week. Okay. Okay. Uh, And they had this huge argument and Firebat was insisting it loses to Priest and the other guys are insisting it beats Priest and saying to him, you haven't even played the deck if you played it and you'd know. And they had this huge (laughs) argument which then came up multiple times in various panels throughout the weekend. And obviously Firebat kind of lost that argument because Control Mage did very well and actually beat more Priests than it lost to.
0: Well, I mean, I have to look at the just replay stats, but... I think it might, like, you know, from a general standpoint, be favorable for the ROG. It's kind of like that whole Rogue argument, right? Tempo Rogue versus Raza Priest. Like, I think, you know, on paper, I think Raza Priest, I I believe, beats it, right? But when you talk about these top pros at, you know, like World Championships, the Rogue actually does better. So it depends who's piloting it. Yeah. Like,
1: if you just take a sample of random legend players mm-hmm. versus the top 16 players in the world the matchup yeah. could be dramatically different because there is a huge skill gap between average legend player and top tier player right
0: yeah yeah so it definitely top pro meta is or or at least uh matchups are definitely work out a little bit different uh gar yeah. what did you think of the whole jade decision because you know one of the the value towns leading up to the world championships we just talked about just all the different decks right we kind of reviewed all the decks and you know one of the biggest bisection you know with the players was that some of them brought jade like half of them brought jade half of them brought aggro druid and um in the end it it seemed like the jade druid ended up or the players that brought jade druid did better than the ones that brought aggro druid so um what what are your thoughts on that like why why did that happen like in your opinion
2: uh, it's because of the ban strategy. Because like I was playing all all these um, conquest uh, pro tour qualifiers, and they have the same format. And if you ban warlock, uh, it's basic. Like the, the problem is the the two remaining decks. This is basically what uh, these lineups uh, had the biggest difference. Everyone brought like Razakus priest, or most people brought Razakus priest, and then demon lock as the second deck. Those are like by far the best two decks in the game. And then the third best deck is kind of like Rogue, a ver- variation of tempo Rogue. And then the fourth best deck is usually J Druid, just the raw power level. And Jade Druid horribly loses to every version of Demon Lock. And this is why most people are banning Warlock and not Priest, because you can build Jade Druid to target Priest. The armor Jade Druid counters Razakus Priest like pretty well. High
0: percentage, and, yeah. Very high percentage yeah, it, normally.
2: It's actually the only mm-hmm. real counter deck mm-hmm. to Razakus Priest, I would say, the Jade armor it because it has so much armor and it's very fast and it's actually a good deck with a high power level like the power level of that deck is way higher than big mage because you just have better cards or you have you have ramp you have Ultimate manifestation you have like all these good cards mm-hmm. and big mage basically just is like a clunky deck with a lot of rng like you can you have these ravens that can just not, not win the joust and don't draw your cards and all right, that kind right. of stuff. Yeah, and, and that's what
1: made the uh, the Frozen List really interesting because it ran Arcane Intellect and Ice Barrier and Ice Block, all of these low cost spell cards that made the uh, the EV of the Raven and the Dragon's Fury
2: even worse. Yeah, the overall yeah. power level of J Druid is better than Agro Druid. Agro Druid is not a very good deck. And you you have a better strategy with J Druid than with Agro Druid. And yeah, you, you just get more wins against uh, Priest priests and stuff. So this is, for me, not surprising at all. Yeah. Although that most people... I, it might be a, a surprise for people that almost everyone but Warlock and not Priest.
0: Right. Because at the tournaments yeah.
2: before that, everyone but Priest. Yeah. It's just yeah. for the overall strategy, it makes more sense to burn Warlock. Well,
0: I mean, I it's, think it was for the betterment of the tournament that that ended up happening, too. Because, yeah. you know, as as cool as Block is, I mean, it's it's not nearly as hard to, like eek out wins or figure out, you know, winning conditions as it is with the, the Highlander Priest, you know, Rizaka, whatever version of the Highlander Priest you're running. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, mean, I think it was great, you know, that we ended up seeing it. We, we only saw maybe, I don't know, maybe three or four matches that had even the, the cube block in it. I mean, we saw the Zoolock. Yeah. We definitely saw that a couple times, you know, a few times, but not not too much of the cube lock.
2: It, it's very similar to the ACT Pro Tour qualifier. Mm-hmm. I think in in five qualifiers, I got to play Warlock twice because <laughs> so yeah. I many people ban Warlock. It's just yeah, good, well,
1: I mean, it crushes aggro, too.
2: Yeah. It's
1: just a better ban strategy, isn't it? As Gara yeah. was saying earlier, it just you can create a lineup of decks better that is weak against Warlock than is weak against Priest. It's, um,
2: yeah, It's really hard to find these two extra classes that fit in the lineup. Yeah.
1: And, and the J-Druid argument's really interesting because, again, in the panel at the start of the tournament when nobody knew any better, uh, all three of the guys I was with we're insisting that J. Druid is gonna be one of the worst decks of the tournament.
0: Oh man, that's
1: the complete
0: opposite. <laughs> they said,
1: yeah. said J. Druid and Paladin. Well, the interesting thing is that wasn't it uh J Druid that Yeah, Frozen got reverse swept with J. Druid at the end, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So like you could argue that the J. Druid really let Frozen down there. Well, and,
0: and- I mean there was a lot of Great sure. draws by, by Tom in, that, in those last I mean, three games, the, too. So. The most
1: interesting thing in the final game for me was that Frozen threw away Ultimate Infestation yep. and Tom kept his Ultimate Infestation mm-hmm. in the Mulligan. Um, which, I, I mean, I, I was sat with Lothar watching the finals. Lothar said to me straight away, Oh, like, I don't understand why Frozen did that. He just threw. Why did he throw that away? It's yeah. the most important card
0: in matchup. Well, Gara, like, well, would you agree with that? I mean, if you're playing a they, mirror, they play, match, they, play, okay, they play completely two different. Uh, Lists,
2: um, That's right. Frozen plays like tempo, tempo variant with Violet yeah. Teachers so yeah, he, and also with Mark. So he wants to get on the board early. That's how he's going to win against uh, Tom's version because he's a slow version. And Tom's version like relies on the ultimate Infestation with, with the Ramp. Mm-hmm. It's just different decks that they're playing.
0: So it wasn't um, a mistake in your no. mind?
2: Okay. No. It, it, also, it also heavily depends on the cards you have in your initial mulligan. Yep. that you mulligan yeah. away like he he had I the tom
0: had like I think two tom ramp cards. yeah yeah he he had had i
2: think i think that. frozen would also keep ultimate infestation if he has double ramp even though he has like such a fast fast version of the deck okay i, 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 I mean i can't just say by default oh yeah it's correct to mulligan it away or keep it
0: yeah and those of you wondering what we're talking about in the finals on the very the final game literally game five of the finals uh, it was a mirror matchup with Jay Druid, and you know, both of them had uh, Ultimate Infestation in their original Mulligan pick. And um, Frozen ended up dropping his, while Tom kept his. And Tom ended up just... I mean, the Ultimate Infestation was huge for him at the end. He drew the second one, too, even before Frozen did. So it, it was just better draws, too, for Tom at the end. And um, that one rogue game too, where I think Frozen was up 2-0, or he was up 2-1 at the time, I believe. And then he just gets the crazy, you know, the, the crazy uh, Edwin, right? <laughs> where he gets a 10-10 Edwin on turn oh, 2, that I think was, it that was. Nuts. That was disgusting. Or turn 3. So, it was, the finals were not the, was probably not the best series unfortunately. like The lead up to it was extremely awesome. I mean, awesome.
1: the fact it was a reverse sweep in itself is pretty yeah. pretty. Insane, I mean, it was
0: right? still epic. It came out to game 5. It was still, you know, pretty cool, but... And- the, I don't remember the, exactly what
1: happened but I remember thinking that the first game in that series was incredible. I think that was the control mage beating uh I don't remember what it was matched up against. I think it was J Druid. Yeah, that's right. Because Skulking guys came just oh, in time. Right. Yeah, I remember yeah. that being a particularly good good game.
0: That's right. Yeah. Oh, that was super close too. I I, I wonder yeah. what would have happened if Tom would have won that one actually. It would have been I don't know. I mean, for the most part, I think you know Frozen was feeling super confident going into it because his his decks just matched up really well against Tom's. But in the end, you know what you know what it ended up costing Frozen. It was the confetti dude, dude. Totally, that guy cost Frozen. Jinx. The, 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 this totally is the definition him, of
2: jinxing something, right? Yeah. I mean, there was the ultra jinx.
0: Yeah. It was the the life jinx. <laughs> <laughs> those of you that didn't I watch mean, it. You know, those of you didn't watch it. Frozen got like his second, you know, like he. I think he went up 2-0, right? He, it was like the second game he wins it, and then they're all just getting ready for game 3, and then all of a sudden the confetti guns just fire off. So there's like confetti just floating around everything and falling on top of, of <laughs> I, uh, all the players. I remember at the venue.
1: Crazy. I remember at the venue. There were like security men running around like what's going on? Why is-? <laughs> like for, for like a second, security oh, really? got- actually i guess they worried someone had fired a gun or something and then oh, obviously God, we saw the yeah, kind of scary. the sound we all heard the sound it was all sort of like that yeah like a moment before uh, we actually saw anything and for, for just a second security did their job and did a good job too
0: yeah yeah so it was like a one moment of levity oh. but you know if you're superstitious or whatever it's one of those oh man it might have just like ruined the I don't know ruined whatever momentum some some uh, mystical momentum that was going on there who knows Frozen will have nightmares about you, confetti for the next <laughs> I know, year I know right totally um, anything uh, anything else in the event meta you think uh, um, maybe worth bringing up that was cool you, you know um, I was hoping to see Orange's Hunter more because uh, we did see it one time <laughs> and it performed well because you know, it, it, he was the one guy that would let Block go because it's like straight out counter to that right so um i don't know any any other deck that kind of stood out to you that performed super well uh i really like dragon priest i've liked the deck for a while
1: now the the dragon combo priest i mean so the way you use the twilight acolyte and the potion yeah Mm -hmm. no 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 not not Rosakus. like oh you 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 mean
0: scintillol's combo priest so you have the
1: twilight acolyte the potion of madness You, you take the void lord you double its health you match the attack and smack him in the face with it just such a rewarding way of winning games and obviously it did very well for Sinto and it was a good fun deck to watch
0: yeah you're never completely out of it with that deck you know you can potion yeah. of madness you know like a north Shore cleric and turn it into something ridiculous you know yeah. so um you know seeing that seeing people count you know play you know kind of counterplay to that sort of plays too was was really you know cool and and like you said it did really really well for Sinto uh Sinto was a funny dude by the way. I met Sinto for the first time uh maybe a night maybe on Tuesday. He's a, he's a cool dude. Definitely not like what I thought he was like. He's he's funny. Yeah, he's a He's good pretty,
1: guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy in real life but like when Raven had to interview him once after a win, I remember him asking Sinto a question, Sinto giving a one-word answer. Really? And, okay. Yeah, and then Raven was like, okay, why? And then handed the mic back to Sinto, then Sinto started talking. But like for a moment there, I was, I, I, I think, I don't know, I felt really, really sorry for Raven having to conduct that interview.
0: Okay, yeah, he, he doesn't seem like that. He's definitely not... Short of words, that guy. He's, but, he's, but a, you can say the a, same about
1: Zixo, right? Like in person, he is a to- totally Zixo. He's a yeah, totally different Zikso. person in person than he is, like on Twitter or how he portrays himself on stream. On Twitter, he's, he's actually, he's,
0: what are you talking about? On Twitter, he's like the, the biggest ship ever. Well, exactly. But like in real life, oh, you mean like that? Okay, yeah, that, kind yeah, of he's a really, that's
1: really nice true. guy in real life, mm. yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, so why don't we go and talk about um, maybe best uh, series, you know, kind of candidates for best series. And, um, you know, we mentioned Frozen Sentinel. I I think that was my favorite, and especially the ending, too, because uh, I'm not sure if you guys got a chance to see it live or whatever. But, you know, Frozen is one of those guys that doesn't normally show very much emotion like you know he's a very level you know headed that's the way he plays too and um you know it's just a generally a calm demeanor type of guy but man when he won that match i mean i've never seen him show that much emotion I may, maybe i've never even seen anybody else actually in in um just the world championship ever showed that much emotion. which one which one the one where he was just so happy because he expected to lose right like he felt like his decks were complete underdogs to sintos and um when he won that match he was so happy like he was sitting there hugging Sinto for like an extra He was like lingering there for a little like a few seconds yeah but i was like i don't know i was affected by it like, when i watched it i was like yeah dude this is this is awesome <laughs>
1: it's always so great to see just raw emotion especially raw positive emotion from the players i feel like it's something that we don't get that much in hearthstone the pro players often don't celebrate their victories as much as maybe they should do um but we saw from surrender a real a raw moment from him after one of his games as well and even tom in the finals he said you know if there weren't so many people here i'd I'd be crying yeah i believe them to his translator so it's it's always nice very touching it's different when
0: you say it versus like when you're actually doing it right like because you know this is a production right we we want we do these things not only just to crown world championships but you know we do the broadcast because we want to create these awesome memorable moments right in hearthstone history so i think when you know we're able to achieve that and we almost, it would have been even more amazing if it was the finals, but you know the fact that it, it still happened in the semi-finals. Surrender had a few moments too. Surrender, I mean that kid, dude, he played oh, amazing. God. I mean, I, I surrender yeah. is
1: going to be one of the real winners of this tournament, I think, moving forward he because he's
0: crazy good. Yeah,
1: he has the reputation, I think, of being the guy that played the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and, as far as the crowd go, I uh, just just saw Raven in Twitch chat going, Surrender, Craig Asling. Raven <laughs> is a huge fan of surrender, has been for a long time. But I think the rest of the world are joining him now. Um, just before the oh no, it was the day before the final, sorry, it was it was the the Saturday. Uh, I did a meet and greet with Firebat Pavel and RDU and, and people were asking us as they as we signed their stuff, uh sorry, we were asking them, who do you want to win the tournament at this point? And there are only a few left. Mm-hmm. And a solid seventy percent said surrender. I'd say twenty five percent said frozen, and the other five percent said the other two. Like surrender was a very clear cl- a crowd favorite, and he is going to do some amazing things next this year. I think.
0: Yeah, Gar, did you catch any of Surrender's matches? Like, what did you think about... Yeah, Surrenders? I know, I, I, I respect Surrender. Mm.
2: Uh, I think that still Tom is very underrated. Like, I'm playing mainly yeah. on Asia. Like, my yeah. I play on all three servers. Yeah. And I know Tom from Leather of being con- all the time rank one. Like, yeah. he's yeah. when I'm rank one, I just see him climbing, like, playing 24-7 till he gets rank one. And he gets there every time. And he qualified. Like, he almost qualified for the regionals, right? But he didn't have to win. In, he was even in the finals or something. Like he was like one match away from qualifying for just the regionals. But he was already number one point earner. Like he would have went to the worlds anyways. Like I think he's probably like the most underrated player from that tournament, Ooh. even after winning the worlds.
1: I mean, unfortunately, that's the way I think that the the kind of Hearthstone Reddit group can be. If you look at Pavel last year, so many people said, "Oh, he just got lucky." He's babbling yeah, books his way to victory, and he went on to win another tournament, and then another tournament, and then another tournament, and then finally, people started to go, "Oh." Guess Pav was pretty good at Hearthstone then. Where in in reality, even to get to these stage, these players are amazing. And the fact that Tom won, he deserves a lot of respect.
0: Oh, absolutely he does. And I think the reason why, you know, I mean even just on this show, I mean we haven't talked about Tom much, you know, up until now, is just because he just wasn't part of any crazy moments you know like like the most memorable moments from the the event and that's not no fault of his like i just think a lot of his games were a bit more straightforward than a, you know like some of the the games that say like surrender had you know where you know he was beating you know like like the druid match i, I think two of those two of those games where he played raza versus Jay druid I mean, he navigated those games, I think, better than anybody I've seen. Like, you know, and won those matchups where usually it's just an auto win. Like, okay, you just you just armor up the entire time as Jay Druid and you win. And, you know, as long as you get Malfurion early, armor up every single turn, you just win that game. It's like an auto win almost. But he was able to like navigate those games to like literally just barely winning. And that's, I think that's why. Surrender got so much attention is from those that game against Frozen, that game against Stan. I think both of those are kind of on my best series candidates, too. So, um, you know, Tom, he's been good for three years now. I mean, he made it to the world champs in 2014, he was close in 15 and 16. And uh, like Tom, Jason, I mean, we've seen these guys like virtually every year, like almost getting to. Um, you know, just whether it's either getting to the World Championships or the playoffs or, or whatever. So you know, these guys, you know, even Jason, right? Sometimes Jason doesn't get yeah. as much respect, right? And it's just like, come on, guys. Yeah, he might make some questionable plays here and there, but dude, there's nobody much more consistent than Jason Zhao in the last three years. You know, so. if you
2: actually think about it from like a, a objective point of view, Tom probably deserved the most to win uh, worlds uh, because he he was number one point earner. So he proved that he was like the best ladder player from Asia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he went to preliminaries, like regionals. He qualified for regionals, almost won that. And he won Worlds, right? So like he mm-hmm. proved that he's like one of the best tournament players from Asia and the best ladder player. Yeah. So overall, it's actually kind of funny to uh, to think about.
0: Yeah. So, you know, this year, maybe the person that deserved to win it actually won it. Oh, my God. Hearthstone actually? That can happen in Hearthstone? It's not complete RNG luck? Yeah, but there's also, like, a lot
2: of bad things you can see, actually, from Worlds, from the overall format. Like, I really want to point that out. For example, uh, Europe is the strongest region, right? It's like... The Just because of how many good players are from Europe, not just, mm. they're like, the top players from Europe are not the best players in the world. They're like yeah. equally as good as the top NA players, I would say. But overall, the most good players are from Europe. We just have so many good players. You can see that at the okay. overall points you needed yeah. for the preliminaries. Okay. Sure, yeah. You, you needed sure. eight more points in Europe to qualify for preliminaries than yeah. any other region just because of so many players. Mm. And there were eight players at Worlds uh, from Europe. That was like by far the most from any region, and that nobody made it into top eight, right? Nobody yeah. from Europe made it into yeah, top nobody eight. made it. Even, top though, eight. Mm-hmm. even though eight from sixteen players were from Europe, that's and crazy. that's just that, like the sample size or, or like of of tournament play is just so small for for a game like Hearthstone that it you can't really expect to go to Worlds and actually win when there's like sixteen so players.
0: So it was... Wait, what was that? What? Sinto was top eight, right? Sinto? Yeah, Cinto was top eight. He made it to the yeah. to the semis. Yeah. And oh, Stan so... too. Sinto and Stan made it to the okay. semis. Okay. And Stan. Yeah, exactly. yeah. All right, but nobody made top
2: four.
1: Yeah. Top, <laughs> okay. top four top nobody top four made. Four yeah. made. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean right. Stan's
0: like... officially isn't he Ukrainian? What isn't he from Ukraine or is that,
1: that, counts, as that counts as Europe? Ukraine. Okay. Okay. But
0: anyway, that's sure. also like a good yeah, a big complaint. Right. I have to yeah, say. I think that
2: that Russia <laughs> Russia should be their own region, region?
0: Seriously, they should have their own region. No,
2: seriously, there's so many people there from are. Russia. That's like, what I mean. Yeah, like and the, the, like when you look at the, all the all the like qualifiers, like how many people from Russia actually play? Also, the NA uh, on the European ladder, like like in the end of the season, for like top fifty legends, there's like twenty five people from, hey. from Russia.
1: Hey, just saying, Russia didn't get past the group stage in the Hearthstone Global games, okay?
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're not that good, God. Kappa. <laughs> I don't think Stan was playing during that time at all. <laughs> Maybe that's the reason. No, yeah, But, you're right. but I, I think that, um, I mean, you can even just tell from the viewership on Twitch, right? If you if you ever go, guys, oh, yeah. and, you know, I'm always on English, right? So I'm, I always see just the English streamers, but if you go and click on the Russian ones, there's like more Russian viewers I think than there are English viewers at certain times of the night. So it, There's a ton of uh, of not only russian you know viewers but russian talents russian players so yeah i think, I think it, I, grew- it does them injustice i think it does them injustice including them in the eu region
2: i think they grew a lot in the last 2 years in the beginning we didn't have so many russian players i believe yeah i think in the, like since 2015 it it's, it's skyrocketed it's like crazy
0: yeah yeah well, guys, um, you know, just we're still going to talk a little bit more, uh, more about worlds, but I do want to mention again that ZipRecruiter is sponsoring this episode of Value Town. And those of you wondering about um, ZipRecruiter, if if you're like a business owner and if you um, you know if, if it's important for you to consider you know trying to hire, you know just. Different people, contractors, or even full time employees, and you have like a hard time going to all these other sites and going one by one and trying to figure it out. Well, ZipRecruiter is exactly what you want because ZipRecruiter goes and they, they basically, um, aggregate from like, a hun- like all 100 different job sites. And so if you want to post like a job posting, it'll go and do that on all 100 of the sites and help you manage, you know, you know your um, ability to do that so instead of you having to have an account on all of these different sites. So you just go to ZipRecruiter, sign up there. It automatically like, um, you know, will, will be... Piped into all these other sites, so you just post it one time on ZipRecruiter, track it on ZipRecruiter, and then you know whenever candidates come in, all the candidates from all these different job sites will just start showing up in ZipRecruiter, so you can just kind of go through it all. So um, it's really, really great, to, you know, for if you're looking at it again for qualified candidates, you know, for whatever job posting you're you're trying to get. And, um, and, and, and let's see what else it says. Eighty uh, percent of employers, you know, end up having positive, uh, not positive. Uh, um, experience but they actually find you know who they're uh, or at least they fill the job that they're trying to fill so um you know definitely use the recruiter it's the smartest way to hire and uh if you're trying to uh if you're coming from here to use the recruiter go to ziprecruiter.com slash value town and of course they'll know that it came from value town that'd be amazing but um but yeah anyways just thank thanks to zip recruiter for uh, sponsoring this episode but getting back to the world's discussion um talk about let's talk about production a little bit you know i, I feel like just overall this um <laughs> this event was good outside, the confetti, stuff, outside the confetti <laughs> know, stuff outside of the confetti stuff you know i i feel like the matches were like really on schedule like i mean do, you know the, the do you
1: know what hct has just got it cracked now i think yeah the way that, the way that they they handle between games mm-hmm. yeah okay you get the short like one minute break between individual games sometimes like i think yeah. it's every hour but there's no break between series it very smoothly you know interview over to those two casters for a quick chat and then back to those two casters right next game or next match let's go and i think it's just so smooth there's This this such a lack of breaks and when i say there's like a minute one minute break occasionally that is filled with content like there are the little bits i was doing behind the scenes the little bits from game sensei the little Mm -hmm. bits the, the vts like there is so much content filling the entire day i think production for hct is just phenomenal now
0: Oh, here goes Talking about
2: this, (laughs) like, Champion, do you have actually any insight about um, if the people that do the Overwatch League production have anything to do with the HCT production? Because I absolutely love the Overwatch League production overall. It's one one of my favorite productions. They're completely separate teams. Yeah. Yeah. So Blizzard really stepped it up, I would Mm -hmm.
0: say, this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can get into Overwatch. It's so much fun to watch. But but definitely HCT, you know, I, I think this event in particular. You know, I know a lot of people showed up like on Saturday before starting to record. You know, like all the casters and yourself, probably Dan, and you know, had to record all these B rolls, right, just to to fill. And yeah, like you said, I think even just the downtime, I barely even noticed the downtime because yeah. there's just. so I, I
2: liked also the interviews they did before yep. the
0: event. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah totally. they released the videos like every day of like the players. Yep. They were just- I think, walking through Amsterdam or something. Or or going know, home, we're kind of
0: tracking them at home, right? Like Muzzies was like when he was, they they did like a, a little you know profile, right, of, of each of the some some of the players, and they would yeah, go to where you know they they were living and stuff like that, right? So
2: that really helps the build up as well towards yeah. worlds. Like I, I really enjoy that. I think it's very cool.
0: Yeah. Another thing too is that you know HS replay, we um you know. I'll, you know, one thing is, <laughs> I think it's not that big of a secret, at least amongst the players, but, um, you know, I'm going to be working with them soon. Uh, HS Replay, they they developed a broadcaster tool with Blizzard this time around, too. So the casters actually had the, you know, the stats from the site, you know, kind of piped to them so they could use uh, just in the broadcast, and, and so you know they were able to throw some stats in. Hopefully, we'll be able to do yeah. some more in the the future. We're still working that out, but hopefully that's going to be a possibility. But um, but yeah, you know that that was a, a little bit of an addition. You know that Blizzard wanted to add you know to this whole Worlds experience too. So that was uh, I think a great thing too. And then on top of that, you know I think at Worlds at BlizzCon we never have just something that's like dedicated. You know, like 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 what you were doing, Dan. You know, just this panel that's just dedicated to just worlds. You know, not BlizzCon yeah. and that sort of thing. So you're able to interview a lot of the influencers and things like that.
2: It, it
1: was really fun. We had a, quite a few different things. I wasn't involved in all of them. Like I said, I had I had a panel with with uh, RDU, Tyson Firebat, but then there were we had four devs there with us. We had Seo Yoon, uh, Mike Dene, uh, Dean Ayala, or XR and Ben Broad. Yeah. Yeah, um, and there were there was a panel where like um tice interviewed ben brode and rdu interviewed sale yeah Yeah. i interviewed ixar like we had those one-on-ones um there was there was the game show which i don't know if much about that's come out at all i think there was a little clip in in the tournament release but essentially that was 30 minutes of just uh so we had physical cards and basically one member of the team would hold up the card against his head the the players would have to describe what card it is without saying any word on the card and then the player with it on his head would have to try and guess which card it was and then after that we had voice lines where the player would read the voice line and the, the teammates yeah, there they, they were about as
0: good as they were <laughs> on streamer showdown <laughs> doing and doing those oh man things. it You're was terrible I, man <laughs>
1: i cannot wait for the full video to come out with that because there were some extremely funny moments especially with pavel and with ben brode like these guys oh this really? guy
0: kind of, okay. stars
1: pavel continues to be hilarious at everything he does. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I, 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 I absolutely love TJ when he does that. He's such a good role player. He's yeah. like 10 out of 10. The one that yeah. was on Reddit where we're like Froden and Froden is actually also a good role player and he when he asked him like oh is there like a guy in the crowd who has a question yeah oh, that was yeah, so yeah.
0: funny that was so good what is it is so a yeah, exactly. i watched it like 10 times what card is that this so yeah funny. exactly no that was that Oh was yeah, good, that, good. that was funny when that when they're holding up the
1: card and everyone on the team is like it's the card that's gonna get nerfed <laughs> corridor creeper okay all
0: right <laughs> no brainer worst kept secret ever no, no. We'll, we'll have to see if that's actually true or not um but you know definitely some some interesting rumors like kind of kind of floating around as this maybe some cards are going to be nerfed i don't know how much were true or not but you know lots to talk oh, about yeah. yeah you know some even old cards i don't you know like maybe
1: there was the was
0: it wild growth wild, that growth. Was wild growth was the biggest one that was being rumored being um hall of famed
1: so, i don't know where that came from i i read on a news site somewhere that frozen and purple had said it but i i've literally only read on
0: twitter like there are yeah. rumors i don't know if it's like again just a, a pure rumor or not but that rumor spread really fast because everybody oh, yeah. at, at worlds knew about that rumor so um you know we'll have to see that'd be a pretty crazy world man wild growth and then basically all the ramp except for nourish gone that that it would be it kind of makes sense yeah. really happen.
2: Don't know it, it, well, you don't
0: think? I think it kind of makes sense. No, because sense. It, like, they want Druid to be
2: this green class for Magic, right? That just ramps.
1: But, like, there are still expansion ramp cards coming out. Like There was Greedy Sprite in the latest set. They might, if they're rotating yeah, out true. Wild Growth, they yeah. might print another ramp card that does it in a different way. Mm-hmm. There was, was it Dalaran Aspirin? Was that the name of the card? The, the yeah. two mana two three? That,
0: uh, like, there, the, there was no, that. No, it, was it wasn't Dalaran. Was, was it Dalaran Aspirin? It, whatever As- I, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, yeah. Dalaran yeah. As- for, for like,
1: yeah, that might have yeah, been it. Yeah. But there's that, like they could do all sorts. And having wild growth as an evergreen card might be limiting to the design space. I don't know.
0: I, I, Druid would be a completely different thing if it didn't have. I mean, I'm not even sure they're even prepared for that life you know, without wild, wild growth right now. So I think they said um, that
2: also, like in some interviews, that they always want Druid to be that ramp ish class in the game. Yeah. How would you know if I up, make it like one more more expensive?
1: Let's face it, mage changes pretty dramatically if they lose Ice Block too.
2: Yeah,
1: that's true,
0: and that's I mean that's been. What mage deck? I do can't. will not
2: replace oh Ice Block God. for all the people
0: that are wondering or all the people that are asking me. No, it's not Ice Block. <laughs> there's no. no replacing. You know that's the thing. Like, there's never going to be like a one to one type of replacing. It's going to be a. You know, just an evolution of the the class. You know, there might be a, a gradual evolution, but you know, I don't think. we'll... if they get rid of those cards, it's going to be a complete identity switch. You know, for the the class. So I'm not going to expect I, I hope, I hope, I know.
2: Yeah, I hope they do, they don't just do random stuff. That they actually do research. They actually do play testing because they're so. I'm actually so tilted because they're so inconsistent with what they do, yeah. with like how they argue, uh, how they justify all the nerfs in the past. Like one great example is that the nerf, like, walk, was on Commander, Charge, Arcane Golem, Leroy. And it's being just- improved though, right? Like, it's getting better. Well, they they no, actually not. It. And, and i give you like the counter-example now. They, they don't want this uninteractive gameplay in Hearthstone, right, where you just die from, like, Leroy, double power-whelming, that they rotate out yeah, these cards. Exactly. And now we have Quest Mage, Quest Rogue, like, Razakus Priest. Like, we have, like, all these non-interactive decks that they're trying to get out of the game, and we have more than ever before. It's, like, so inconsistent, you know, than the nerf Ancient of Law, because it's too powerful to ramp it out and then draw two cards for seven mana. the I they think…
1: The main thing there, though, is that they, they don't want, like, an evergreen set of cards that are, uh, that are yeah, OTK. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, about just, like, there's...
2: basic set, classics, yeah. you know. No, no the, the argumentation, they always say why. For example, they don't want these, like, non-interactive OTK combos. That's why they don't have charge. That's why they nerf the some commander. That's, like, they always have, like, an explanation why they don't want that. Uh, the hex nerf was, like, the, the best. It's, like, um, limits. <laughs> there
0: was no point in
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, anyway. it's the timing. Like yeah, for example, like when patron warrior was OP. The was the Hunter's point. mark should have been one mana at that point, and the nerfed Hunter's mark when they when they implemented Jade through it, when control warrior was already unplayable, and then the nerf Hunter uh, yeah. execute I, 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 one mana. I mean the same with Hunter. The nerf the nerf unleashed the hunter the nerf baser the nerf every card. And hunter was complete garbage for two yeah. years, and then the nerf hunters were. The execute uh, nerf
1: was because of dragon priest, right? Sorry, dragon warrior, right?
2: Yeah, but this was already like after.
0: It I don't like even think it, it was for dragon. I mean, I see the thing is, is that some of these. I don't know why we're going down this, but just to kind of, <laughs> of maybe like like you know maybe just start a fight. Yeah, it's related. Try to okay. at least uh, you know limit this this um, kind of tangent here, but um, the reason for like execute and the reason for hex and those it was those were things that were just like. On the, in the pipeline for a long time now. It had nothing to do with reactive. I think they just did it because they it just needed to be done, done like a long time ago. So they do it. And this might be the same thing with this rumor with wild growth. It might be something they've been just thinking about doing for a long time. Ice block, right? How long have we been hearing about ice block being being retired? So um you know, who knows? By the way, we'll for see me, what happens. But you know, the it, weirdest
2: thing is that they nerfed Leader but not South Sea Captain, because South Sea Captain is so much bigger problem. Well, because no. Because everyone plays it with the patches. Wait, Warsonger? Wait, wait, or or wait what,
0: what do you mean? War, Warsaw, or Oh, no, you're talking about the Murloc. They're the War Murloc, leader, the Murloc yeah. War Leader. Oh, right,
1: right. Yeah, yeah. Did I, thought I, thought every about, I thought you were saying Warsong Commander then. No, 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 like, no. no, no,
2: no. no Patriot was definitely a bigger threat than South Sea Captain. Yeah, yeah almost every deck plays South sea Captain now, right? That pulls the patches. And it's, because it's we have so patches, much,
0: It's not necessarily so much about, like, you know, how it affects the immediate future. It's just. That's but a, you yeah. know, like if with the Murlocs, for instance, I think it is better. I think it is better that it, it is more of an attack only type of buff than than a health but one. That applies
2: to the captain as well, but has a way more like immediate. Well, not
1: really, because as soon as patches is gone, Sassy Captain's bad again, right? Yeah, it's I mean, as
2: Wallidar. Like, how is Leader different? I don't, I can't see. It.
0: I think a pirate. Like, I think pirate also is is more of a a basic type of. Um, uh, you, you know, just the pirate class, or not class, what, what do you call it, the tribe itself, right? I, I think there's cheaper pirates, and, and I think, you know, free-to-play players probably play pirates a little bit more, so it's, it, you know, it's it might be more important from that standpoint of the game, than more so than, you know, just us who have all the cards and things, because Murlocs are generally more expensive than pirates are, right? So, um, you know, True. I think the Murlocs are generally just better, you know, like, how many pirates do we actually have that are that are super good. We only play two or three of them right now. You know right? deck and Captain. I mean maybe uh, the Corsair. That's there, it, right? Right? I mean whenever Warrior, whenever Pirate Warrior was around, we played more. We played like five, right? Or, or six, sure. maybe. Yeah. But outside of that, you know, it, it I don't know. I mean, I can see your point, Gara. I just don't think it's like crazy bad. Especially I mean, you when play you it in every
2: deck, like, in every tempo-ish deck, you play like South sea captain. I've seen it like even in freaking control mages. Every deck
0: pretty much. But you'd good probably arguments. play it. You'd probably still play it, though, even if it was nerfed, right? Like you have to trigger Unless... patches in some way. So, I, um,
1: I entirely agree with you. The wild growth nerf would be weird.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good way to conclude that that segment there. Um, but yeah. So overall production, I think production was great. This this event, I think, um, you know, Blizzard should, you know, pat themselves on the back for this event. I think this event was fantastic. Best one, I would say. Uh, you know, I, and, and it wasn't distracted too. We could actually focus on it. So I actually am in favor of not doing it at BlizzCon. So I'm ha- kind of happy that they they took it away. I just feel like they need to replace BlizzCon with something else because BlizzCon for Hearthstone. I mean, I, just to be as frank as possible, was not. It was probably one of the worst ones. Wait, the think. global
2: finals, the h g g or something like that? No, right? no, no, it, it was, was like the
0: college. It was an invitational. One. No, I mean you
2: could do that. Yeah, you could do, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure. You could
0: do the global finals there. Yeah, that could be something. But they need I to agree. replace it with something major at Blizz, Blizzcon because the, the invitational was, wasn't so hot, was it? No, and then we had the test, but we had the um the innkeeper thing too. The um which the the uh the the firesides right the the fireside whatever the finals of that that um, competition where they go against that kind each of other. thing is good community building stuff though right it is but BlizzCon is supposed to be epic you know what I mean like it's I mean compared to like Overwatch and the World Cup that was crazy epic you know and then you have the heroes I think the heroes championships there too um, you and know, World Households, of Forcraft as well yeah you can't just have oh, you know, these fun expeditions and, you know, like it's like very side stuff for Hearthstone at BlizzCon. So, um, you know, I I hope they do something epic just to kind of match up with the other titles. Um, So, yeah, world's awesome. Uh, HCT, you know, 2018, uh, it's going to be, you know, I'm excited to see where it's going to be. We're clearly just moving around all over the world at this point. So, um, you know, who knows? It could be in... Where, like, I'll, I hope it's not a stress. There's so many things in Sydney. Maybe it's in my a... garage, in your garage, <laughs> in Gara's garage, Gara's garage. garage. That would be <laughs> not epic at all. Totally epic. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my garage. <laughs> How can you say I can that? A, can your garage fit a thousand people in it? Plus, I'll make the them players. fit, <laughs> dude. Gagar is like the life, the life coach we'd never knew. Man, he's got like m- money just stacked. Hey, up he, his he lives right around the corner. <laughs> he lives right around the corner. <laughs> okay, all right, guys. Well, uh, why don't we move on to some meta trends? But before we do, I want to give a shout out to uh, just our patrons who are the main supporters of the show. Have always been the main supporters. Without you guys, we're not able to do the show. So I uh, always want to spend a little time give you guys a little bit of a shout out just you know just to let you guys know that we appreciate you guys so uh to our legendary producer mike t and uh devin y engine s raydan bob k hudden j chris Chilmaw, kc814 blake t jamaican mario p nathan w kevin g and raptor just to name a few thanks so much guys really appreciate it if you do enjoy the show you got like you know a buck, whatever, 50 cents, anything, uh, go to patreon.com slash valuetown and um, contribute there because it really, really helps out in a big way. Uh, also, you can find us on iTunes. If you want to leave a five-star review, that'd be awesome too. helps out in people trying to find uh, Hearthstone, uh, uh, Hearthstone podcast whenever they're searching for it. Okay, let's talk about meta. So, uh, Gara, you've been destroying it, right? Like in uh, High Legend lately. So yeah. tell us about the meta. Like, what are, what are we seeing right now? Because I'm going it to bring it It's
2: probably the worst positive meta we ever had in the history of Hearthstone. Oh my
0: Firestone. god, it's, you're so positive really? today, man.
2: The, no, it's not. Nah. I'm, I'm just realistic. I'm not, like, negative or, or positive. Um, what I'm trying to be is real. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to be, like, <laughs>
0: real. Like, okay. if, if I join the meta. <laughs> no, no just, no, just keep, no. Tell us, tell us. What's going well, on? I, I got, like, rank one legend so many times,
2: and I know, like, and then I can Double say five. what is bad, what is good, and all that stuff. Like right now, for example, even though I'm I'm high legend, the the way how I get there is so frustrating and and really boring. It's like you really feel like you have to play like thousands of hours just to compensate like bad draws because in Hearthstone you have like the, all the top decks have such a draw RNG Hyrule component built into them mm-hmm. through Alunef through the like the the skull of Manari from the Warlock. Yeah, okay. uh, through okay. Shadow Step, Shadowstep uh, through Razakus, Anduin and all these top tier decks play right. these cards and when you play these mirrors, like Razakus Mirror is a matchup you play all the time every day <laughs> yeah. and, and it's yeah, so draw dependent yes, there's a lot of skill involved in them yes, you can do a lot of plays but the core of it is whoever draws Razakus and Anduin first usually tends to win the game and that is so frustrating and this is why it's for me personally frustrating to watch like high level tournament play because if someone has those cards in their starting hand, like you know, he's very favorite. He's, to win. he's gonna win, like yeah, I hate yeah. all these cards, patches, KLSF. You know, you see, if one player draws patches, it's kind of like an unfair game. If one player draws KLSF and the other one draws patches, it's such an unfair game, and I suspect that you can see that. And later, you can't see if my opponent that's also another thing. Uh, if I play the Rasakus Mirror, I can't see if he has already Rasakus Anduin or or you know the combo pieces. But when I play it and I have it and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna win the game. I know I'm gonna win the game, but my opponent doesn't know it. It's it's such a weird feeling like playing the games. And it's such a high-roll aspect to it. And I just I just don't enjoy it. Also, like I always had in all months, all four years before, I could always find like a niche deck to counter, like, the meta, semi-counter with a Tier 2 deck. Like, for example, before Kobolds on Catacombs, I played Control Mage, so I was known for Control Mage. Like, there were, like, still Razakus Priest and all that stuff, but I could counter the meta, I could counter j and Razakus Priest with my Control Mage, but Control Mage hasn't gotten any new cards, and I tested really everything, dude. I have a spreadsheet of 20 pages of every archetype from Paladin, Shaman, every class, and I tested all of them, and I can't Find a niche deck that is not Razakus Priest or Q-block or like any of well, these it's tier 1 decks.
0: they very different, you know, that's, that's why. Like, and they're just are very, they're very hard. So much worse.
2: And then like, like the power level is just so much worse. So you basically mm-hmm. are forced to jam Razakus Priest or Q-block and just wait till you high roll. It's, it's just not fun, yeah. I would say. Like the meta is not fun. Maybe it's... Not like super yeah. bad, but it's really not fun to play. So I'm, on I'm just
0: looking at ages replay right now and just like this is all of Legend. So this is not skewed just for the top of Legend. So they actually, you know, right now we're actually seeing a lot of like this aggro type of deck like at the top. And, and this is again, like this is probably all two, three thousand, what, four, whatever, four thousand of Legend. So Q Block and, and Highlander a little bit further down here. But you're saying basically Q Block, Highlander Priest, they're, those are all basically the top ones right now. Like in. Yeah, but that's what like, you face
2: all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I I also use Hearthstone replay a lot and I all like I always play high legend but you rarely face Murloc Paladin I think if that would actually be the best deck to out with you will see it so much more often but when you yeah. actually play I, I can I I also talk with other high legend players from Europe and they mm-hmm. you rarely face Murloc Paladin or like Agro Paladin in, in high legend it's 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 a bit weird
0: yeah the matchups are I mean I think Murloc Paladin is something that you can get to Legend with. You know, pretty quickly. So yes. maybe a lot of the, you know, some of the stats are, are probably based on, like, kind of lower in Legend there. But, um, I mean, these are a lot of what we saw at, at World, you know, the, the World Championships, right? So there's nothing that surprising except for the fact that there's a lot you know a lot more um you know aggressive things going on which has a lot to do with just number of games too people just trying to grind out games at times too so of course um,
1: playing faster decks on the ladder just always makes a lot of sense because you can get through them twice as fast and as long yeah. as you have any positive win rate whatsoever and there's going to be an advantage to doing that.
0: So what's interesting is if you click on the trending, you know, tab on uh, HS Replay, this is these are the decks that are basically trending in the last t- 48 hours. So Velocity, like these are the ones that people are playing and, and whatnot. And you can see, like, they're anti. I think the anti Highlanders basically being being uh, the most, or even just anti Cube, right, with Aggro Hunter too. So no, that's like,
2: that, Yeah, that's also so frustrating because you yeah. can't just play Highlander Priest because yeah. the meta is usually Highlander Priest and all decks that counter Highlander Priest. So your win rate with High Leather Priest will also be pretty bad. Because <laughs> everyone exactly. is trying to counter you. I face so many quest rogues and quest mages and, and, and that
0: stuff. You, play, you face quest rogues, really? A lot of quest rogues. Really? are they It's playing? so frustrating. Are they playing gibber or anything like that? What are, what are they playing right now? I didn't even but look they, at it. They, they,
2: so, well, some people play uh, the Mill quest Rogue And that's like almost 0% oh, chance to beat. Right, right. Because they auto-lose to aggro, but people yeah. counter-queue. That's what I hate about leather. Everyone does counter queuing. Like you always have to wait before you queue if you beat someone. Yeah, they, they just counter queue with mill quest rogue, and you have, if you play cube lock or 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 a priest, it's zero like percent. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so
0: one
2: sided.
0: Yeah, and then J. Drew. Look at this. J. Drew. Jay Drew does ter- like really bad <laughs> against most other decks. It's literally only good against. Uh, yeah, I mean, it can do decent against aggro too if you get like spreading plague. But for the most part, it doesn't have a great winning percentage against anything but. Highlander uh, yeah, Priest. And
2: people do very, very tricky stuff. People usually play uh, two versions of the same uh, class. People play Aggro Druid and Jade Druid, so yeah. pe- that other people mulligan wrong. <laughs> they just do the same with They play Zoo.
0: Get zoo a is pretty good right her, now, uh, uh, yeah. uh,
2: it's, just, it's frustrating. It's, it, it feels like everyone tries to cheat in a way, you know? It's legal cheating. Well, there's also the the pure uh, kind of
1: offline thing now, isn't there? Cheese. Yeah.
2: Cheese is a
0: better peer word. offline thing? What do you
1: uh, well, when you appear offline, you appear as your opponent to your opponent.
0: Oh, right, right, right. I mean, you can hide it, right? You can't hide it, but it, it doesn't stop the fact yeah. that if you both queue at the same time and he counter queues just out of reactionary reasons, yeah, he's also not extreme sniping he can... you. He's just like counter queuing, and then you queue yeah. right into him, right? So, it's um, you know, you do have to wait. I mean. So you have to wait like 10 seconds how hard is it to wait no not 10 is seconds are you kidding more... me on high legend is much longer you have to wait five minutes plus oh, because that's yeah. yeah yeah it's definitely Bo-
1: ball point. control ball control had just hit legend in one of the yeah. first days this month i was with him and uh mm-hmm. he was he, he, he hit legend he got rank two and he started queuing it took a solid seven or eight minutes from to find a game it yeah. was it was pretty crazy
2: well, you know then, you can do. you imagine then trying to dodge someone? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, you know you do, you do, Gar, Like, if you're playing a bunch of these priest mirrors, just play the darkness over. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I, I'm farming I these priests, dark. by the way, that play darkness. <laughs> you're I'm farming com- them? <laughs> yeah, because they play <laughs> a it. Like, honestly, if you, if you go down to the science, you just have to play the best version of the deck. Yeah. Because you make all your other matchups worse. Like, yeah, overall, it's your best just to play the best version of the deck. As, as, at least for Leather. Tournament is different.
0: Yeah, you're probably dropping a card draw for the Darkness. You know, I don't know which one it is, but you're probably... But the people you. don't just play Darkness. They play Skarking, guys, Darkness, Coldlight, Oracle. Oh, I don't know. And- wow. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's a bit crazy. <laughs> it's like yeah. you're not actually trying to get the Darkness, are you? It, it's, it's, more, it's weird. It's more just to screw with them and not allow them to put Raza down so fast. But, um, okay, well, I, I think that's uh, maybe, you know, kind of a look at what's going on in the meta. I mean, nothing... That much has changed. I think that I saw the only thing I saw that was um, kind of starting to trend, you know. Based on, um, I, I love this Discover tab, by the way. Um, if you if you click on this for the last, you know, few days or whatever, you'll you'll see that. Um, yeah, where is it? Here's the latest. Here you go. You, you'll see that there's a there's a new druid that's popping up, which is the the drag the I think the giant one, the giant one. It's strange. popping right now, Destroy Tech. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's popping right
2: now
0: This it's popping yeah exactly so like <laughs> if, you look, if you look at like now right there's, there's no sign of this deck anywhere and this is kind of how this uh, discover is uh, on, on HS replay and then all of a sudden you see this just peer out of nowhere and it's it's the giant version of the, of
1: uh the the world tree? wow that's interesting
0: yeah it's got uh it's got it's but got the arcane giants too it. yeah so it's kind of interesting how things just pop up out of nowhere sometimes that was, that's definitely cool but um, but yeah. So definitely check it out. We've only got a week. I think um, next week, probably when Valley Town airs again, we're gonna be literally in the 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 um the Watchstone type of uh, uh, arena. You know where where everybody's gonna yeah. be trying to finish out the month. And um, Gara looks like you're shooting for what's the minimum you're shooting for? Uh, it, top
2: ten. Top then 10? I can camp. Like I want to finish top twenty every. I did so much preparation last year. Like I I finished two months rank one. And I tested all the combinations of how many servers I can play at the same time um, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And how long do I have to play on one server? What rank do I have to finish before I start the next server and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And I just want to hit the 45 points. I will not miss any prelims ever again.
0: <laughs> wow. All right. I love the think determination. Well, well. So it's, yeah. good stuff. it's a lot
2: of grading. Equally as much grinding as before, last year, HCT, but now we don't have to play the Open Cups. Like, you, you still have to grind so many hours for leather, but not playing, like, every single day for six or eight hours of Open Cups really actually changes so much, so you can focus more on leather. But it still feels like a huge grind, to be honest, to qualify um, for this year's HCT, just from, like, personal
0: experience. Well, I, I saw somebody post on Reddit that, um, y- you know, they were, they were really adding up all of Tom's, uh, accomplishments this past year, and Tom would only be a one star. <laughs> He'd only be in that one star tier, even after yeah, winning the crazy. world. Yeah, it's crazy. People have no he really idea. He only gets twenty points for winning the world championship. <laughs> like what? Are you? have no idea how many that points. He mean, I mean, he's automatically I mean, in tier three.
1: Like he, he did just win two
0: hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Know, like still, how
1: much? How much money does he
2: need? <laughs> but that's, do you know how crazy that is? Like the number one point earner of last
0: year would be a one star. Yeah. I, and so i so there's, crazy, there's, there, well it, there are more points this year okay so it is a little yeah. bit skewed it's a little it's bit so more horrible. for just like you know for, for discussion for entertainment purposes but still he only got 20 points for worlds he should have gotten way more than 20 points for worlds there's there's no way come on man that's it's like that's not right so and we want we want him to possibly have a chance to repeat repeat you know that's I don't I don't like it when it's like a complete reset for like the previous winner. That's that's not the kind of storylines we, I mean, we wanna see, you know?
1: Look how so, close Pavel got to qualifying again this year. Didn't I he well, just, just lose out twice? Yeah. Like barely yeah completely nuts it would be wouldn't you love to see 2018 world champion uh pavel versus tom match up for the oh God, finals yeah gara wouldn't like yeah. that gara wants to be in the finals himself but yeah, yeah. and then we can for, have a and back
0: casting that or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. but uh yeah that would be that'd be pretty epic to definitely see that but um uh then yeah so anyways i i think that that could be tweaked some uh but i'm excited about this year you know I, I think that some of the tour stops are going to be happening very very soon i think the europe yeah. one is in a couple of weeks right or yeah that's or something right like that so uh we'll get a chance to see what these kind of major tour stops are going to be like too um because I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to be just going to be involved in each one of them to some extent so they got to be better than they were in the past at least some of these events Uh, Okay. Well, anyways, let's move on. Deck of the week. Uh, So this is where we usually pick a deck, have like uh, just everybody that listens to Value Town try it out, and usually send in you know your win rates. And we we have like a mini show on Monday where we have patrons come on be our guests, and we just talk about it. We take into account everybody's stats and just kind of talk about any deck that's like. Should we do that Druid deck that's happening right now? That that Arcane is that actually good? What is it good against outside of Raza? It's definitely good against Raza, but. Is it good against Frosa? Man, those those Giants are going to come out whenever Anduin's in play, right? So it should be. It, it should be good against against Druid. So maybe we do that one, guys. We're going to do this uh, Giant Jade Druid deck. So okay. Yes. Uh-oh. You could
2: do the um, the Catoon one. That's actually popping
0: right now. Really, Catoon?
2: Yeah. The the the, the, uh, the, the fightful... Druid. What? No, Catherine... this is Catherine... Summoner
0: Druid. Oh, the oh, curve one,
2: Druid. Thais was playing it, but I've seen also like a lot of Cthulhu. You know.
0: Okay, that sounds really cool. We're going with that. A spiteful part. Summoner, Cthulhu Droid with right. Infestation. <laughs> You're just naming all the cards at this point, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the Spiteful Summoner, Quarter, Creeper, Cthulhu, uh, Infestation yeah. <laughs> U- UI. Yeah, that's actually yeah.
2: like that popped up
0: like in the previous okay. days or something. It's a legit deck. Okay, well, we, we've we only got, like, two months left to play with C'Thun, so... Or maybe, maybe three months left to play with C'Thun, so let's, yeah, good shout, let's get in shout. there. Okay, Spiteful Summer Cthulhu Druid, I'll look it up. I'm, I'm sure Ty's probably posted it somewhere. And I'll post it on the, the Patreon site, too. You don't have to be a patron, guys, to participate in this, so just just go to patreoncom town just to even look at the posts, because they're all public. Um. All right, Q&A, guys. We've got three questions. Ahmad... Uh Amadan, our, our uh, regular, he asked, will new team competition dynamic break up some of the big think tanks we have in the game due to competition between teams? Will we have a coach role in teams, as I think some players are very talented, but don't try hard as often like Chucky does? Okay, so I guess, um, yeah, th- will this whole team dynamic break up a lot of this mingling between, or even just like prepping between a bunch of players kind of across teams i think a lot of that's happening right now these players aren't even on yeah like so i I think it will to a degree well Um, i I
1: think i think one of the things that will happen is that teams will try harder to because now there's actually stuff on the line teams will try harder or organizations will try harder rather to get a team of three competitive players who work well together so these groups of players the uh, take uh, Mitsuhide, Orange, and Hunter Race, for example. These groups of players that try hard all the time on their own, like as a group, yeah. regardless of what team they're on, maybe they get signed together if a team wants to be successful. Um, and, and I think we'll see a little bit more of that happening.
0: Yeah. I think we already kind of are seeing that happening. But, yeah. um, you know, definitely like the G2, you know, that that they have their own kind of practice group. I think we've seen this Tempo Storm now having their own and, and um yeah. yeah I mean you're I think you're right about that Dan. I think some folks will just be you know, like getting picked up together because you know like when, when one of them gets picked up they're obviously going to recommend the other guys too right so it's kind of a natural um, type of thing a lot of these teams yeah. you know don't necessarily have like a GM or something that's very very in touch with hearthstone so they really rely on the players to help out with that um I, I still think that there will be some cross team type of prep still because you know, If if you guys are on opposite brackets, you might as well just help each other out. You know, there's no point in in practicing together until you get you run into each other like in the finals or something like that.
1: I heard a rumor that Frozen and Pavel might like to work together
0: on a team. (laughs) Now that would be a team to be reckoned with. They're not on they're they're teamless right now, right? They're both teamless, I believe. That's crazy. I mean, if if you are an organization that is even thinking about getting a hearthstone, you should get into it now.
2: I mean, like next year,
0: there's not going to be any. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people in a lot of teams in Hearthstone next year, and you're not going to have the pick of the litter right now. The pick. of There's so many good players right now that are teamless.
1: They were on a team together in China for Gold Club World Championship. They worked very well together. I've heard at Worlds that they've both been saying they'd like to work together. Really? So okay. That could be one hell of a team.
0: Oh man! Yeah, that'd be that'd be super sick. <laughs> Who does Frozen normally work with? I'm trying to think. Who do those guys usually practice with outside of themselves? They Frozen used they to be mean, part of cool. Luminosity, um, right? Um, they, they... Frozen
1: tweeted that his practice partners for Worlds were APX
0: Void and Hyped. Oh, God, Hyped of all... Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, man, that's so cool that Hyped's still around. Like I didn't even know he was still playing Hearthstone. I thought Hyped was... Uh... I mean, he was obviously doing Overwatch, you know, like months ago, and then he, he kind of got dropped, but I, I thought he was playing a different game. It's cool to see, yeah. George... George playing uh, Hearthstone again. That's hype's a, a good guy. I, I kind of wanted to see him back in the Hearthstone <laughs> uh, community. That's g- definitely a good thing. All right, Thunderbolt. And I think Th- Thunderbolt is a patron during an HCT panel. <laughs> We've got the panel guy right here. FireBat mentioned that it's really difficult to succeed at both streaming and competing. Uh, okay, I wasn't yeah. part of this Oh, now, you weren't but, part of this one? Okay. Uh, I'm sure that streaming uh, make more money, but how much more? How much do the top casters like Crip, Tice, Savits, etc. make? I saw, <laughs> I saw Tice pulling 18k plus last week when he was streaming himself playing HCT Qualifier Tourney. So let's talk to I the mean- streamer here.
2: Gara. You are, uh, at least right now, or how it was for the last two years, is you had to do both pretty much. It's kind of like it's not a good system, but if you want to get invited into the in most tournaments, you have to be a streamer. Uh, it's just how you get recognized. It's like a very mm. crucial, like crucial thing to do, and then it's like a bad thing, I guess. But you have to do it. It's a, it's also like what most teams are looking for that's how you get into a team. Like most teams are looking for like how, how, how often you're streaming, how quick your stream is. That's how you get into these top teams. And you see like a lot of these p- top players that are teamless now that are getting dropped from their teams just because they're not streaming. There's a lot I, of top players. The
1: changes this year though. I think,
2: yeah. I hope,
0: I think we're starting I yeah.
2: from, from what I've heard that like uh, behind the scenes, it's still like matters the most. Uh, also, like for the organizations to like acquire a Hearthstone roster, it hopefully will change because of because Blizzard is cooperating more. But Blizzard is so slow; it should have happened like way sooner. Like, yeah,
1: I think it should go without saying though that like the biggest streamers, and I'm not necessarily talking Hearthstone here, just the biggest streamers on Twitch make absurd amounts Dude, of money
0: right now. I think streamers are, ma- I mean, they're making the most that they've ever made and it's insane i mean so like if if you can
1: grow your stream big enough
0: yeah like you just don't need
1: to compete because you actually lose money by not turning on your stream for the day and heading out to a tournament
2: but look right now like these streamers already make by far the most money compared to like professional Hearthstone players but on top of it they get invited over every top player. To most Hearthstone tournaments, if there's any invite,
0: but that's it, that that all has he would to do. always with...
2: invite Kriparian over, like,
0: but always, well, I mean, Krip doesn't go to these things anymore, so yeah, it's, it's because not really... he's declining. I know from yeah. like exactly,
2: it's just, he doesn't declining to do those tournaments, but they would be invited over to top
0: yeah. Hearthstone. Well, to. well, that has to do but, with but I, sponsors, you know, that has to do with ads yeah. and sponsors, that's what. That's what they want, right? So I think the
1: gap really is going to get bigger this year though yeah. because there's I, it's going to like, start There's it. such an emphasis on full-time players, right? These tour stops, the qualifiers are happening all day. They're starting at 10 in the morning or something. They're not aimed at people that have jobs. They're not even strictly aimed at people that have streams. They are aimed at people that want to be full-time competitive players, and it's going to get be hard to get in, but I think the players that do do well this year are going to be heavily rewarded for that.
0: Yeah, they're they're starting it. I mean I don't think we'll see the full you know just just really the full change in culture and you know from that standpoint uh, until maybe next year where you know we see teams actually significant teams come and they're only picking up top players because they want to get that that team you know money that team prize money right from from HCT so I, I think we'll, we'll it'll be very clear I think by 2019 as to what's going on, but you're right, Gara like you know all the Chinese tournaments they're completely, you know, from the standpoint of Westerners, they only look at people that that either have. It's like a combination. Maybe like some of them are are are, are um uh, very focused on streamer-centric type. Of, some of them are, yeah. you know, like the All Star thing was completely about good players, right? So for Gold,
1: Star, for Gold Club World Championship, I believe one player was invited, and then the player was asked to pick two teammates. I think that's how it works. Oh, is
0: it okay? That's so kind major
1: cool. for the teams there. Yeah, that's kind of. Uh, an and we ended point. up with some very cool teams. Yeah.
0: So um, yeah, to answer your question, streamers are making a lot of money. Let's just generalize it and say thousands (laughs) of dollars when they start when they just stream. Okay, like just depending on how big they are, right? I mean, I mean, even if you're not like Crip level, I mean, some people are making you know in the thousands range just every time they stream. So it's 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 good life, definitely good life being a streamer right now. Um, and that's why Savits just doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Except for just, he just? It's it's,
1: right. it's worth noting. I just want to add as well that the Gold Club World Championship last year, uh, there were a lot of good players there, not just streamers. All four of the top players from Worlds were present at the Gold Club World Championship. Doc Pone was there as well. Like there were a lot of high quality players who weren't necessarily the most famous. So actually China's been okay for that. Yeah, they've
0: they've had a good mixture, you know, like in in 6.0, you know, 6.0 lives in China. That's (laughs) where that guy. So um, there's been a a combination. I think it's a good good combination. I think also, you know, just you guys that streamers just don't want to go to these events anymore because they're making so much money streaming. Yeah, so. I don't think it's actually hurt as much as it used to. Oh my God. It used to be like literally every invitation. It used you know, to be so bad, yeah. Yeah. And, and literally they would take them all too. So now I don't think it's so much that. It's it's starting to bisect into, okay, streaming life or, you know, you're, you're a Hearthstone player. And, and it's starting to improve on both ends of it. All right.
1: That's la- partly because esports is growing. Yeah. We're getting to that
0: point where that's exactly. possible. Hearthstone's an esport, Dan? What, what, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But anyway. Esports, boys. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Alright, last question. Jason, do you think the lack of innovation of, of common player? Okay, so there, there needs to be a little bit of backstory to this, because he had actually had a longer email. So Jason, um, he he's somebody actually in my Discord that uh, apparently he went to a bunch of different uh, Discord communities and and basically had a deck that he put the code in there, and, you know, it's like a very unrefined deck, right? And, and the whole point was, you know, he was trying to see if... You know, he's kind of making this kind of fun concept on his own and seeing if anybody had suggestions to help him out. And basically, the reception he was getting was just like, why are you playing that? You should just play like Metadex, you know, like, you, you know, whatever changes, right? And um, his question kind of based on that, that um, you know, feedback that he got was, do you think the lack of innovation of the common player is a problem? Um, and I think he means just like, uh, I'm not sure exactly what that that question is, but is it is it something that seems... He uh, says Team 6, Team 5 should care about. Or uh, if, am I crazy for wanting to not only have some fun uh, building or if, some fun by building something not already defined by pros and maybe win more than half my games? Okay. So I guess like the culture is the general culture in the Hearthstone community, I think, is to, um, you know, it's a net deck, right? And I think that a lot of people just default to that. So they don't even bother trying to, you know, problem solve themselves. So, um, yeah. is there anything wrong with it? No. I mean, I think everybody chooses the way they want to play Hearthstone, and I mean, I don't think I, I, don't think it's right for me to tell somebody to like, hey, you should figure it out yourself. You should net deck. At the same time, I shouldn't tell somebody to net deck either, right? I,
2: so, I think the problem, uh, the core problem with that is the overall balance in Hearthstone because for, for a long time we have now that the top decks are so much stronger than like the, the next best decks also you can see that for tournament lineups right now like uh, Rassacus Priest or like not just Rasikus Priest we have Inner Fire Priest and Spiteful Priest all the Priest decks Priest and Warlock are by far the two strongest classes right now and like there's a huge gap to the third best deck like I'm not kidding like everyone if you look now in a pro tour dude we have thousand Thousand over 1,100 players and, like, almost everyone has the same ban strategy, right? And the same two decks, like with Priest and, and Warlock. You can't have so many players just because it's so obvious that these two classes or these two decks are the two best decks. And the problem is really the gap to the to the third best. There's such a huge gap. Like, if it would be a closer, people would be playing like all sorts of different stuff. People would be playing Hunter and stuff. It's just that the The power level is so... The gap is so huge between the best decks and the next best decks. I think people would not net deck as much if we don't have like the clear best decks, you know?
0: But if you didn't have clear best decks... Like it used to be in vanilla. If you didn't have clear best decks, though, we would have all these decks to have, like... 52, 53, 54%. I don't you're...
2: think when you optimize them, like, you, you know, you put a lot of work into them, you take them right for the meta, you would still have your, your 60% plus win rates, and that's all you need. But and you then... would have all, a huge variety of decks. Okay. I, like I mean, that's it's... what we did in the beginning of Hearthstone. Like, we, we could play all sorts of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you, like, optimized hunter, I, I had freaking 75% win rate or, what, or whatnot just because it countered the meta and it was not net or whatever. Right now, but really, Demon Lock and, and, and Razakus Priest, those, those classes and those
0: archetypes are so much better than everything else. Like all sorts of, they're they're definitely power. Dan, you're but you're trying to say something.
1: Well, I used to agree with the point that it kind of sucks that a new expansion comes out and everyone's already playing the same the best decks. Like it really used to annoy me if a new expansion came out. I've made this exciting deck myself. My first opponent, it's a pirate warrior. Fantastic. Mm But ultimately, Hearthstone's a competitive game, right? And everyone playing ranked on the ladder is playing to win, and you shouldn't really expect anything other than the yeah. best decks. If mm-hmm. if a new expansion comes out, it's kind of down to you whether or not you look up the decks or whether you try and make stuff yourself. And it's your decision whether you play on the ranked ladder or whether you play with friends. Hearthstone is played the way you want to play it, but if you're jumping straight into ranked ladder, you should expect competitive decks. That's sort of what it's there for.
0: Yeah. and I mean, to answer Jason, I don't think Jason's like really debating whether you know like if he changed his deck completely and you know he would be winning more or whatever i think it's just yeah. more that like people's first reactions are just like don't even try to make your own deck just go go and find just whatever the best yeah, deck is on like, you know and, and that that should not be the case so jason someone like, has to if, make the decks yeah, right if, if i'm going to recommend <laughs> something to you jason like you should go check out like you know you know it's like zale's deck doctor you know or or firebest deck doctor and you know, what both of yeah. them do like some kind of series in terms where they They take a deck that somebody sent them and then they just like make recommendations to kind of keep that same style that you have.
2: Actually, the main cause for that is that Hearthstone is so expensive now. This is what I've seen. People have like, (laughs) no, people are investing so little money in the game or like they are still investing a reasonable amount of money, but they don't want to waste their dust. Like they, they, when they craft cards, they want to have a good deck. Mm -hmm. This is why they're like really just trying to net deck so much. Yeah. Because it's too expensive.
0: Yeah, it it is expensive. It's not easy. You know, I think a lot of people that that can, you know, per, you know, have the corridor creepers and the spikele summers, they they are going to do better even at lower levels, right? So, um, you know, one thing that's underrated too, guys, is just becoming a better player. <laughs> you know, like there there is playing skill in this. You know, and and a lot of people can get, you know, we see see streamers, we see top pros. That literally go free to play, and they're able to climb the ladder even with you know trying to build inferior versions of these these decks, right? And they're still able to get get by, and, and that has a lot to do with just good playing. So um, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. Is it like in this very vacuum where you can have you can really track your progress because everybody's playing the same deck? No, it's not. But that's that's the reality of it. It's nothing we can do about it. Even if we had like a termism, you're still going to be in that same same boat, right? So. Um, yeah anyways everybody you know i think everybody should just accept the fact everybody plays differently if you want to try to climb ladder you know net decking is going to be your most efficient way to do that if you don't want to then cool you know just you know try to find a a place where you can get yeah. some advice on you know trying to um, try to we have experiment. ranked floors now so there's nothing wrong exactly with that. exactly fight. all right well i think that wraps up the show that's that's all we got for today this has been a lot of fun and uh Falcone, thanks for, man, stepping in for Saddle. who, by the way, guys, no uh, he got food poisoned or something. Like, he literally ate, like, 10, 15 minutes before the show and was puking, like, right afterwards. So Eating, uh, big mistake. Yeah, he's eating. <laughs> Hopefully we can have Soddle on again um, in the near future. But, um, Dan, you want to do any shout-outs before we take off?
1: Oh, God, I haven't even thought about that. Uh, you you can follow me on Twitter with, the, uh, with the, yep, that tag right uh, there. There you go, yep. Uh, and that's about it. Just huge shout out to Blizzard, I guess, for an amazing event last week. Thanks for having me, and uh, thank you for having me as well.
0: Yeah, and, and look for Dan. He's been host. He's been hosting a lot of Blizzard official events more and more lately, especially in two thousand seventeen. How many events did you you, you uh, cast or?
1: Um, I don't culture. even know. A bunch, like, right? The, you were the Global Games took up the majority of yeah. my time, but oh, I did a couple man. Dream Hacks. I did Seat Story. I did yeah. a few weeks in China. I did a couple events in South Korea. Yeah, I was I was pretty busy last year. I'm yeah.
0: hoping this year can be just as great. That's going to be awesome, man. Totally. Gara, how about you, man? Shout outs. Shout outs as well to my Twitter right here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there That's it all. is.
2: There it is. And to the Gara Boys Films Coordination, you guys know who you are. And to you, Chairman, and all the viewers of this amazing show. It's always fun.
0: Awesome. And I'll Hope round things out. Yeah, thanks everybody for watching. I know we started late today, guys, so... Um... Uh, you know, hopefully we will be back on time next week, but you can find, uh, the VODs on youtube.com slash V you can find the audios on iTunes as well as, uh, Android or any of the podcast apps that are really popular out there. Um, it just basically finds our feed and, and you can just look up uh Hearthstone or value town and, and you'll find us. You'd like, if you enjoy it, go ahead and leave us a five-star review it helps out a bunch. This episode again was sponsored by a uh, zip recruiter and our patrons, of course. If you want to support the show too, go to patreon.com slash uh, value town and, you know, donate something Now we'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, but that's going to be it guys uh, for value this week. So for Falcone, Gara, and myself, Cham MV, we'll see you next week.